Hey there, and welcome back to Ginger Biz, the podcast. I am Katie, your host, and today we're diving into the topic about learning the skill of challenging others, both professionally and respectfully, for positive outcomes. Let's get started. I'm a ginger who snaps photos, but my real jam is business. Originally from the Pacific Northwest, now kicking it on the East Coast. I'm a successful entrepreneur who wants to share my passion with the world. We will walk through my journey as an entrepreneur while balancing motherhood, a full-time executive role, and living life to its fullest. This podcast will be an educational resource on entrepreneurship, a raw, uncut look at motherhood, and a place for you to find encouragement. Whether you're exploring entrepreneurship, been at it a couple years, are a mother, a full-time employee, or just want a good laugh while learning, put your headphones on because we're diving in. I'm Katie, and I'm so excited to have you here. In the complex landscape of professional interactions, the act of respectfully challenging individuals stands as a vital skill that can transform discussions and pave a way for growth and innovation. Welcoming these conversations with finesse and professionalism can lead to heightened collaboration, enriched perspectives, and better decision-making. Now, let's be honest, there is a good and a bad way of challenging someone. So join me as we embark on a journey to uncover the nuances of challenging people while maintaining respect and how this skill set can definitely shape your productive dialogues within a workplace. Okay, so... I'm a huge fan of challenging people, and this can be hard because I personally, from experience, have offended people. I tend to challenge people all the time, and it's a great, great thing that I do. Like, I love it. I love that I get people to think outside the box. I ask questions that other people might not. But again, there is a good and a bad way of doing it. So in this episode, we just want to talk about effectively challenging others. It's more than just like a matter of a disagreement. It's really an opportunity to expand horizons, refine ideas, and contribute to a culture of open disclosure and dialogue. I am a huge advocate for communication, and this is another way to just communicate effectively and efficiently while brainstorming and coming up with new ideas. Whether it's presenting alternative alternative viewpoints, questioning assumptions, or even just sparking creativity, the way that we approach these interactions can play a very pivotal role in fostering a dynamic in an adaptive work environment. And by work environment, I don't only mean professionally like at work, but also, of course, in our businesses, in podcasts, in relationships, in networking. This just the list goes on and on. This is a great transferable skill to utilize in all areas of your life. So let's dive into practical strategies that really enable you to navigate challenging conversations, but maintaining professionalism and respectful tone as well as dialogue. And by embracing these techniques that we're going to talk about, you can enhance your communication skills, nurture collaborative relationships, and really drive a positive change within your personal and professional sphere. Let's do it, guys. So I do want to say this before we dive in too much is I'm loving my hair today. So I've recently started recording on Riverside with the camera on. I'm not exactly sure why. I could, I guess, just turn the camera off. But your girl is looking at her hair and I'm loving it. But back 
to the regular scheduled programming. (laughs) So the first thing I want to talk about is fostering growth and learning. Challenging people encourages them to step outside of that comfort zone that they've established and really confront new perspectives. By presenting them with thought-provoking questions and alternative viewpoints, you can really create an environment that is conducive to personal and professional growth. When individuals are pushed to question their assumptions and beliefs, they are more likely to embrace learning opportunities. So with this, you can do so much. You really can learn and grow. Now, this is not only when you challenge someone, but when someone challenges you, you might think that there's a certain way of doing things and that's what you got to stick with, but someone might call that into question. They might challenge you on that, which would then evoke a whole new way of doing maybe even the same exact thing. So I think that that's awesome, 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 awesome. Because that growth and learning is what we're all striving for, right? As entrepreneurs, as business owners, as employees, as executives, whatever the case, we want to learn and grow. Like nobody wants to become complacent and just stay in one spot. So then the second point is enhancing critical thinking. Effective challenges stimulate critical thinking and analytical skills. I love this. By encouraging individuals to evaluate their ideas, decisions, and actions, you will then empower them to refine their thought process. This skill is particularly valuable in problem-solving scenarios where innovative solutions are needed. So this is something that I love to see in my team members. I love to sit them down and be like, where are you at on this project? And they have their thoughts, they have their ideas, and then I challenge each and every one. I think that challenging them is such a better approach than necessarily just shooting them down, right? Because let's just say you're part of a large organization, you're, you know, zero to two years in, and your boss has been there longer than you, and you come up with this brilliant idea, and they say, done it before, didn't work. That sucks, right? But instead, if they come to you and say, okay, okay, good idea because one of us had it once before, right? But they say, good idea, Katie. Now, what are you going to do if X, Y, or Z happens? How will we poach it then? What if someone reacts this way? Then what will we do? And now, rather than saying, heck no, that doesn't work, you're playing from your experience book, knowing that X, Y, and Z has happened before. And that new person, that team member, can help you find solutions to make it work better. Does that make sense? So it's just a really great way to have that open dialogue, to have that communication without pooing on somebody. Because that's the one thing that I can't necessarily stand seeing in a manager or a boss. Now, there are times and circumstances when it's absolutely necessary for a boss to say, no, that doesn't work. We have to have a different plan. But a lot of the times, if you just sit down and brainstorm and challenge the norms and come up with alternative thinking and perspectives, you can really, really get into that critical thinking mode. With that critical thinking, then you're able to come up with innovative ideas that would problem solve before they're even problems and find answers to the solutions so that you can go into whatever project it is much more aware and ready. The third point is driving innovation and creativity. Now, I think that critical thinking really leads into this innovation and creativity. Challenging the status quo fosters innovation and creativity when individuals are prompted to think beyond conventional boundaries. 
they're more likely to develop groundbreaking ideas and approaches under these circumstances. This is especially pertinent in industries that require continuous adaption and staying ahead of the market trends. And we all know as entrepreneurs, as business owners, this is huge for us. The trends in the market, trends on social media, everything's constantly changing. So it's so important to really hone in on innovation and creativity to stay up to date, stay relevant, and stay on top of the market, right? And so challenging those conventional boundaries and saying, hey, I'm not governed by sticking to only this little box. I can branch outside of that. I can challenge that. I can get my team energized and passionate about doing something different is beautiful. So point number four is then really building resilience and adaptability. Challenging people in a supportive and constructive manner helps them develop resilience and adaptability because then they can stand the test of time. They can be equipped to do better and adapt and build that resilience. When individuals are accustomed to facing challenges, they just become so much more comfortable in handling setbacks and change, and they can really grow and learn and benefit the team, the business, everybody. This skill is essential in dynamic and competitive work environments. And again, that's us entrepreneurs. Whether you're a wedding photographer in the DMV, meaning that it is a crazy saturated area, or you are a brand photographer or whatever, there's a lot of competition out there, but there's also a lot of consumers out there. So you just really have to make sure that you are staying up to date, being dynamic, playing competitively, and really building that resistance and adaptability. Number five is strengthening relationships and communication. I hit on this when we're talking about critical thinking and growing and learning. Communication is huge. So challenging people with a respectful and empathy tone can really deepen those relationships and improve the communication as a whole. Engaging in thoughtful debates and discussions really encourages open dialogue, leading to a deeper understanding of everyone else's viewpoint. Okay, so that's really, really important because we got to listen. We got to understand when individuals feel heard and respected, they are more likely to collaborate, but also collaborate effectively because they're going to show up because they're going to feel heard and understood and respected. And if you approach them professionally, it just adds to that positivity. So incorporating the skill of challenging people into your interactions can lead to that personal growth, professional growth, innovation, stronger relationships, um, resilience. You can really embrace a skill set and you can inspire individuals to rise to the occasion, overcoming those obstacles and really thriving on in, in a variety of different contexts, right? So again, whether you're taking this in, you can do this even as a parent, honestly, like my daughter will do something and I'll challenge her. Do we really think that's a good idea? Do we think we should do it like this or should we do it like this? And giving her stair steps to figure it out and kind of ask those questions herself as she's growing up is also hugely beneficial. And again, even though she's a child, even though she's young, we come to it respectfully with empathy to really hear her out, give her new ideas, give her the ability 
to hear her own ideas and just cultivate that relationship so that she's going to be innovative. She's going to be creative. She's going to show up and have thoughts of her own. It's really, really cool. And I love talking about things like this because it's so multi-purpose, right? You can utilize this in so many areas of your life. So we kind of like talked about why learning to challenge people is important. So now I want to pivot and I led with this that I constantly am challenging other people. I'm constantly asking the questions that someone's maybe nervous to ask. But these are things I want to share with you guys about how you can challenge people in a respectful and professional manner and utilizing that finesse and effective communication skills to really make it a positive experience for both parties. Here are some tips that you can use to help you navigate challenging conversations while maintaining a positive and constructive atmosphere, okay? So number one, and I'm just going to kind of fire these off because I have a handful. So number one is really choosing the right setting. Opt for a private and comfortable setting to have the conversation. This will minimize distractions and allow both parties to focus on the discussion without feeling pressured by an audience. So whether it's a team meeting or a one-on-one, I myself have found myself where I've challenged somebody and it's just in a quick moment in passing. And I sometimes end up going back and be like, hey, I hope I didn't offend you. I just really wanted to get some thoughts you know, ask a thought-provoking question. But because we weren't in a good setting, we weren't one-on-one, we didn't have the time, we had a lot of distractions, I walk away feeling guilty because I'm not sure how the other person received it. So making sure that you're choosing the right setting is crucial for this to be professional and respectful. Always lead with empathy. This is my second point. Begin by acknowledging the person's perspective and showing genuine empathy. Using phrases like, I understand where you're coming from. I appreciate your point of view. I love that idea. Now, how can we hash it out and refine it to make it perfect? Like, those are things that you can ask and say. So rather than, like I used the analogy earlier, rather than coming in and being a manager who's like, we've tried that, doesn't work. Come and say, hey. I really like that idea. In fact, we've had similar ideas like it before, so I know it's totally in line with brand, but what can we do with X, Y, and Z? Again, exactly the same analogy I used earlier, so if you don't want me to repeat it, just go ahead and go back to that, but yeah, it's just, it's such a good way to approach it, and then number three, ask thoughtful questions. Frame your challenges as questions rather than just as statements, so again, in that analogy, don't say it didn't work say, how are we going to make it work? You know, if you are constantly hosting, you know, an employee party and you're getting a ton of feedback and it just isn't working year after year and your newbie comes in with this idea and they're not familiar with that, rather than saying that doesn't work, say, how are we going to make that work? Walk me through the outline. Walk me through the agenda. Show me what makes it work. You just really want to make sure that you're asking those thoughts provoking questions rather than just firing off challenges. And a part of that, again, is just saying, like, have you considered the implications of this approach on the customer satisfaction or on the employee satisfaction or on the member's experience or on the client's experience, whatever the case. Number four, use data and examples. 
basically you want to present factual information like data or real world examples to support your challenge. This provides an objective basis for your perspective and encourages more logistical like discussion around it. So it's okay to pull from those data points. It's okay to pull from the historical data and say X, Y, and Z doesn't work or X, Y, and Z was super successful in this way and build off of that. Okay. That's a really, really good way to do it too. Number five, focus on the idea, not the person. So keep the conversation very centered around the topic at hand rather than making it personal. Okay. Avoid using accusatory language and instead really direct your remarks towards the idea or the discussion being discussed. So don't say, Hey, Katie, you've had ideas like this before and they didn't work. Don't make it personal. Don't make it personal. And don't say like, well, that's your vision, but let's be real. Like, don't be mean about it. We're not here to challenge to be mean. We're here to challenge to have growth and innovation and creativity and resilience and adaptability, right? Just like we already talked about. So just be mindful of that. Don't make it personal. Number six, be respectful and courteous. Maintain a calm and composed demeanor throughout the conversation. Use polite language and obviously and avoid raising your voice. And even like if the discussion be- becomes super passionate, like just tone yourself down because your girl is pass- passionate. I come in and I'm hot and I'm heavy and I'm like, let's do this, this, and this. And I've got ideas and I'm excited. It's okay to slow down. It's okay to tone down, right? We can still channel that energy. We can still have that innovation. We can still lean into that passion, but we don't want to raise our voice. We don't want to get crazy. Number seven is really acknowledging common ground. Find areas of agreement before presenting the challenge. Highlight shared goals or even the values just to make sure that you're establishing that common ground and really create a foundation for that conversation. Because you don't want to go into it and set yourself up that the other person feels like you guys are at odds or that you're on opposite sides of the field or not on the same team. You want to come alongside each other and you're shooting for the same goal. So lead with that, acknowledge that, and embrace it. Offer alternative solutions as point number eight. Instead of just pointing out flaws, propose alternative solutions that align with your perspective. This showcases your willingness to contribute positively to the discussion. So you're coming in there with alternative solutions versus just pooing on other people because it's not fun to be pooed on. Let's be honest. Number nine, active listening. This one's huge too. Obviously, all of these have a huge impact, but listening and the skill of listening is huge. Pay close attention to the person's responses and ensure that you're actively listening. This demonstrates your commitment to understanding their viewpoint and engaging in meaningful conversation. We've all been in a conversation where you can see the other person is definitely not listening they're just sorting through what their response is going to be. And maybe they heard the beginning part and were like, mm, nope, doesn't work. And then they kind of check out. That doesn't feel good. Don't be that person. Don't be that person, please. Number 10, seek feedback and input. Encourage the other person to share their thoughts and feelings on your challenge. Okay, check in on them, ask for that feedback, ask for their response, ask how they think about it. This really demonstrates your openness to hearing their side of the story and again, fosters that collaborative, collaborative, 
collaborative, <laughs> collaborative, that's what I was going to say, collaborative um, atmosphere so that they can really find that creativity and that innovation. Number 11, stay open to compromise. Be willing to find the middle ground and compromise if necessary. There is more than one way to do things. And the challenge is not necessarily so that you can persuade the other team member or the other person, but it's to really just get them involved and to talk through ideas. So finding that compromise, that middle ground, this will show your flexibility and willingness to work together toward a solution. And my 12th point in how you can do this professionally and respectfully is end on a positive note. Conclude the conversation with a positive outlook. Express appreciation for the discussion and the opportunity to exchange those ideas. And remember the goal of respectfully challenging someone is to foster a productive dialogue that leads to that growth, that innovation, that resilience, and really improve decision making. By approaching the conversation with empathy, professionalism, and a genuine desire to collaborate, you can create an environment where challenges are seen as opportunities for improvement rather than just confrontations. And this can be in any area of your life. Again, it doesn't have to be necessarily between two team members or a boss and a team member. It can also be between you and clients, right? I know that I challenge photography clients all the time. They'll be like, can we meet at 12 noon high sun? And I'll be like, well, we definitely can. And if that's what, you know, your availability is awesome. We'll make it work. But can I challenge you and say, Hey, let's meet at sunrise or sunset. Cause the lighting is going to be so much better. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. Are you open to that? And generally almost always they say yes. So it's like a way of saying, Hey, I have this expertise. I want to challenge you to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward. Are we good for that? And sometimes it's also like, comes to outfits. Clients will send me their outfits that they have planned and maybe like one piece of it could afford to be moved around or I have a difference of opinion and I'll say, hey, what if we shift this and this or move the little one into a different outfit for this? And it just poses the question and I don't even think the clients know that I'm quote unquote challenging them. It's just a great way to be able to say, hey, there's a different way to do this. Can we try it? And If it doesn't work, it doesn't work, right? Maybe I compromise on the time and I say, okay, fine, we'll meet at nine or 10 instead of high noon, but we can't do sunrise because sunrise is early in the summer or whatever the case is, okay? So it doesn't have to just be team member to team member, boss to boss, boss to subordinate, subordinate, whatever. It can be anybody. It can be your husband. It can be your spouse too. It can be your, like, there's so many opportunities to really learn how to do this well. But as we conclude this episode of skillfully challenging others while maintaining that professionalism, one thing is so evident. The ability to navigate these conversations with grace and respect is a cornerstone of effective communication and collaboration. This skill really will empower individuals, you and others, to not only question established norms, but also drive meaningful progress and growth. And that's what we want in our businesses. That's what we want in our careers. That's what we want in our life. So approaching challenging conversations as opportunities for shared learning and refinement is a mindset that contributes to a vibrant workplace culture. 
Okay. By using the strategies we've discussed here, you can transform potential conflicts into valuable exchanges that stimulate creativity, encourage critical thinking, and forge those stronger connections. Remember that the art of skillfully challenging is not about silencing differing opinions. It's about fostering a dynamic and diverse space where ideas can flourish. As you continue continue in your professional journey, whether that's as an executive, as a line-level employee, as a bartender, or as an accountant, or as a business owner, or even as a mom or a nanny, or whatever the case, really embrace the power of respectfully challenging others. Recognize that through this thoughtful and open-minded interaction, you can elevate discussions, contribute to positive change, and navigate the complexities of our professional world with confidence and comfortability. Guys, until next time, I'm Katie, your host of Ginger Biz the Podcast. Keep on diving in.